Masoracast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Masoracast. I'm Dove Cats here with Camp Director, Owner Operator, uh, Head Head Honcho Dude, Ari Cats. Hello, Ari. How you doing, Dove? How you doing, Camp Masora family? And to uh, everyone else out there listening to us. Yeah, there were a lot of people listening to us. Apparently, I got stopped in the supermarket. Uh, I got emails. I got text messages. Uh, apparently, there are uh, well, we got like uh, several hundred downloads of the uh, Masoracast introductory show, which is why we're doing this again. Uh, I walked into TABC, listen, having all the listeners out there, our campers of ours, people told me from Israel saying that they were listening too. It's uh, nice to see that we have all these followers. That's right. People do want to hear about uh, Camp Masora and all the goings on in the camp over the year. Uh, other than the incredible pictures of the building, how do you guys get those pictures from up high in the sky? Is someone is, is Michael Pellico like climbing onto the tree that the kids use as a cell phone tower or whatever that is? Yeah, actually, six of us went into a bucket yesterday. Liter- went, literally, literally into a bucket. Went six on top of, of you. the dining room, and we were taking pictures like in the clouds. It was the most incredible uh, view. That actually is going to be a view overlooking the lake uh, once the dining room is built. You're going to get that view. It's gorgeous. Wow. That's really cool. So so you guys went way up high to get a, a bird's eye or crane eye view of, of the dining room. And uh, it's looking pretty massive. It's a beautiful structure. It's uh, We're looking forward to a fireplace in there, a beautiful deck outside surrounding the building. And uh, you're just going to have a nice view, just picture at night barbecues outside looking at the lake it's gonna be very relaxing comes it's out there wait are there you're overlooking the lake in that area or are there trees down at the bottom there i don't remember on that level oh because you're so high yeah you're, you're so the oh lake. okay this was this was kind of the area of the old canteen that is the area oh it is the area of the old canteen okay right so for the for those of you who don't know it's kind of like you're going down the road right across from uh, what we call the dome in camp Masora. that is going to be the new dining room area centrally located now so uh everybody has equal walking to the dining room um both girls campus and boys campus kind of smack in the middle wow that's and, a, and with the canteen underneath the dining room so. canteen underneath the dining room. you remember, remember when you were a kid remember you remember the canteen experience of eating the the nutty buddy that when you took the wrapper off all the chocolate and nuts came off in the top part of the wrapper where the icy juicy that was not icy and was just juicy at the by the time you got it because we when i went to camp we ordered in the morning um you'd, you'd fill out you know you check off the sheet and then you'd get the uh the cardboard bottom of the soda carton right remember the the the, the what was it the 24 packs of, of cans of soda you had the cardboard bottom and every bunk had its name written in magic marker on it and you'd get it after lunch which didn't make any sense but that's when everybody got canteen because you had just eaten lunch, so now it's time to eat canteen. And er- remember the eclair? <laughs> Where you'd, uh-huh. you'd open the eclair and the stick would come out in your head with no ice cream on it because it had melted in the box. It w- went right into the garbage. Went right into the garbage, right. It's, uh, okay. Or uh, the Foxy Pops. Remember Foxy Pops? Sure. That, that were basically uh, sugar water that was colored because they were not frozen at all by the time we got them. But the canteen now, though, is going to be right downstairs from the dining room. That's great. It's going to have the same incredible Camp Masora uh, menu of basic... Oh, oh mango smoothie. Got to have the mango smoothie. I didn't know about the frozen yogurt you told me last time. But uh, I understand there's some other se- top secret Camp Masora food stuff in the works, which we're going to talk about at another point, I think. Um, uh, 
you know, maybe maybe there will even be two different shapes of pasta this year, not just one, right? Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. We'll save that for a different save that for a different show. We can't sure. we can't give it all but away. But I could promise show. you that the campus will not be receiving their eclairs and uh, just the stick of just no there. no it will be will be top notch they top actually, flight. Yeah, they actually go to the canteen to receive their yogurt and their toppings. So. And it's all like computerized and stuff, right? Everything's computerized. You give your. Do you remember in the old days you had like the book and you had to check and you know with the, the pencil you could maybe get some extra money on your canteen or you know the top guy B M O C big man in camp guy with the canteen key that was like you could if you had the canteen key you were like you were like the most important person in the entire camp. I still and you, you had to have your lanyard or whatever the the, the light swinging around your swinging around your finger. Of course. And then of course there was a time that you swung it in the field that they hadn't you know plowed in a, or, or cut the grass on, and you lost the key, and you basically offered a can of soda to the entire junior division to go find your key to the canteen, and you'd have three hundred kids searching for your key to the canteen. Were you ever the head of the canteen? No, I was. I, I was not the head of the canteen. No, I. Um, what? I think I was. I think I was like the head, uh, like. Camper canteen guy thingamabob once. Because only heads of canteen would know that. Would uh, know the swing, the swing, the yeah. Well, keys in camp were like such a status symbol. I, I'm sure it's still to this day the big status symbol is who's got the the thing with all the keys on it and stuff. Because I, I don't know what's what's really locked in camp besides the canteen. Not much, right? No. Really, that much? Uh, just the, the meat freezer, of course. Meat freezer. That's, that's, that's got to be the hottest place. The barbecue. Barbecue. The, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's the only things in camp I think that's that have it. a lock on them. That is it. Uh, speaking of which, most important things in camp. Let's let's have the conversation because this is something that comes up all the time. Cell phones. And I, you know, when we went to camp, parents dropped you off at the bus and said, "Bye." See you in a couple of weeks, and maybe we'll call the camp Arab Shabbos, and maybe you'll be able to get in the line for the three payphones and wait the three hours and try to memorize your parents' calling card number or have like $8,000 in quarters in your pocket to call and, and get your three-minute phone call in camp. Remember the old days? Yeah, either calling, collect, or using the, the calling the, the card. Call, remember the blue phone? Oh, the yeah. phone that, it was blue, and it didn't have any, you couldn't put any money into it, but you had to memorize like like 800 numbers, like the national debt, in order to be able to, to actually call your parents. And then you'd call them, please accept a collect call from Oh, Yeah, all that. Remember that? Oh, of course. That was the only way to call. And and we survived. We survived. And that was only a once a week call. And that was the a, best. If that, if yeah. that, if not the once every two weeks, if not the once, once a trip, maybe you'll get it. Or maybe if you go to the trip and da, 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 you'd be able to use this, whatever. But now, now kids and parents, there's this constant communication need or need of having a communication device, which a lot of a lot of parents and a lot of campers seem to feel, oh my gosh, I need my phone. And and as a camp director, what are your thoughts on it? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing for a kid to be able to be in touch with their parents 24 hours a day when they're supposed to be up in camp having a good time? meeting new people, learning new experiences. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on the subject? So I, I think the cell phones in uh, today's day and age are extremely important. It's a great outlet for, you know, first of all, you could get shiurim, you could get, uh, you could study, find any article. You could play you Angry Birds. I mean, come on, let's Angry go. Birds. It's a great uh, outlet and you could, if you use it in the right way, there are so many things that could be achieved. One of the things that, you know, that we discuss all the time in camp is think back to the original days, you know, years ago, 20 years ago, when we sat by the bonfires, we sat, we played ball. Wait, 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 you actually talked to your friends? Talked, exactly. Instead of texting your friends? 
we talked and we talked for hours, right? We, we didn't play 10 minutes of basketball and then go check a cell phone. You actually finished the game. You finished the game and, and you were able to have a literal conversation with somebody and you were able to hang out with somebody without sitting next to each other looking at your phones, which seems to be what kids today uh, enjoy doing or, or that's just what they do. It seems that social interaction is, is really is gone for a lot of people. Yeah, and that seems to be our challenge today. Uh, I know even for myself as a parent, um, you know, we give our kids cell phones, but they're they're kind of forgetting that aspect of socializing and problem solving themselves. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I think that kids should be in communication uh, with their parents throughout the summer. But most importantly, parents are sending to a camp that they've done their research, they've checked the camp, they trust the directors, they trust the division heads, the counselors, and they know what's going on, and they know that they could correspond um, with with the administration at any time. Now, by the way, every parent has my cell phone and, and Joseph's cell number, just in case that they need to speak, and, and the head counselors. So if there's ever an issue, they, they could call. But the kids have to learn to socialize with their peers, with their counselors, and you know things don't always go perfectly, and that's actually the best part of the camp, is that you get to problem solve, and that's that's what we want for our kids for the future. We want our kids to learn how to socialize, how to problem solve, so that Mir Hashem, when they get to their that time where they have a job and they they need to go on an interview, they know how to socialize at the interview. They could problem solve. Not everything at a job is works so perfectly. It's not like you can always just call mom and have her call whomever to take care of whatever. Meaning the the I think we have to make a new name. Not not even helicopter parents anymore. Now they're drone parents. They're literally <laughs> just just following behind the kid, watching everything, needing to be on top of every single thing that goes on. And you're saying that that keeps kids from learning how to interact, from learning how to problem solve, learning how to do things for themselves, because they always know in the back of their mind, you know, oh, my parents will be da -da -da, make a phone call, we'll, da -da -da, we'll call, we'll come off the camp, we'll send packages every 30 seconds. I, I think that, that you know, the, the UPS man, um, uh, you know, there's, there's a special section in the uh, local uh, uh, town of Guilford UPS Depot um, just for Camp Missouri, and that section is probably three quarters of the warehouse. Because, you know, kids are getting stuff every... Which is great. Don't oh, get me wrong. It's awesome. It's awesome. Especially when, you know, the office staff gets to eat all the peanut M&Ms because they can't <laughs> get into camp. But, but, but really, the, the way that we, you know, the, the parents, I'm laughing when I think of myself in that, in that context, experience camp and the way that kids today think they need to experience camp are two very different things. Right. The most important thing is that while everyone's having a blast and a great time, and they will, not we can't expect we don't want them to have the most perfect time they there should be times where they're going to get into a challenge or something doesn't go the, a, a situation's not going to work out a hundred percent why that's because fun. that's how life is you that's mean. how life is and we want them to gain that experience those are the experiences that we use for the future um, so that that we become who we are you mean when you get to your job you're not able to say i don't want to sit next to steve I want to sit next to Joe because I like Joe better and we went to elementary school together. You can't pick your desk when you get to your job. Do you, do you mean that? Yeah, I don't think so. And if your boss yells at you, you can't yell at your mom to call your boss and yell at him. Or if you forget to do something and get in trouble 
You can't like uh, call your dad and tell him because he's on the board of whatever that he should yell at the other person on the board to yell at the teacher who yelled at you. That doesn't work in real life? No, that, that, that doesn't work. That kind of ends once you get out of elementary. Well, actually these days, frankly, probably goes through college, but, um, but real life doesn't work that way is what you're saying. No, it, it's actually talking and problem solving. And the most important thing, if you send to an, a, a camp, a school that you trust, the kids should have the ability to come over and learn and be encouraged to come over. I, I, I can't think of anything that makes me more proud when a camper comes over and says, you know, here's how I handle a situation or what do you think? How should I go? Who should I speak to? And they talk out instead of texting. And if, even if you look at the text, by the way, the texting now, kids are forgetting how to write less. Well, they don't write. Yeah. How many papers have you seen on the wall in like, you know, in the elementary school where the kid has that, you know, um, I have this for you and they put the number four and the letter U because they don't, they it's don't know. And, and the emojis and all that other stuff, by the way, do you, doesn't make you laugh that we're having this conversation. We, we've become the parents, right? That's I, that never, I never thought I would I never thought, I know. I also think I'm 12 years old in my head, but I'm not. So, so, uh, but, but at the same time, there are certain very important social skills and problem solving skills and, uh, just interacting with with people and with with both peers and uh people's in position positions of power over you not saying that that the you know the counselor is someone in the position of of, of power but it's somebody who you have to listen to and to be able to learn how to <coughs> interact with that kind of person and uh and how to listen to that kind of person and problem solve with that kind of person is a very important skill it's actually it's it's pretty bold of you as a camp director to get up here and say, hey, camp is not supposed to be perfect. It's not supposed to be the ideal situation that's, oh, it's perfect. Every time come, everything's roses. You know what? Life is not. That, 100%. That, that, you described it perfectly. You know, one of the greatest camping stories I've ever had was uh, there was a kid, and, and this is at a time that we still allowed some cell phones. Now we don't allow the cell phones anymore. We only give them back on trips. Uh, there, was a, there was a camper who was playing a basketball game. It was a teen. And uh, he, he, he calls his mom and says, I hate this camp, I want to go home. So sure enough, we do some research and he, we find out that he, he just lost the, the basketball game, the basketball championship game. His team lost. And that's why he wanted to leave camp, that's it, that's it's terrible. Right. He was angry. Then 20 minutes later, he calls his mom back and says, I love, I love camp. The mom calls me, I don't get this. And all of a sudden, he hates camp, he loves camp, hates camp. And it keeps flipping back and forth. Finally, she says, Ari, do me a favor. Take away the cell phone. The kid loves the camp. The kid loves the camp. It's the cell phone that's it's a, the problem. Yeah, it's the cell phone that's the problem. So uh, based on emotions, I make the next call. I make the next. You got to let your emotions sit. You got to talk. You got to socialize. Have fun. Even if you lost, you sit and use it as a bonding experience. You use it as to correct the place for the next time. You know what I think a lot of this stem from, by the way, from the cell phone itself. Think back. And you're a musician, right? Think about listening to uh, music in the car, right? So, you remember those days where you had to put a tape in? Oh, tape. Ah. You had to listen to the entire tape. That's and, right. And then it started getting really advanced, and you could hit, you had to wait like 20 it, seconds. You could, you could fast, fast forward, forward it. The double fast forward, and you could press it. Remember that Sony Walkman had that, that special setting where it could, like, it could listen for the songs, and you could fast forward through the songs. Exactly. That you was really have, high tech. But you still have to wait. Correct. You still have to wait. You couldn't just go. That was really high tech. So in those, we used to listen to an entire CD, an entire entire tape. Now, now 
it's on your cell uh, on your cell phone. You have the app open, and you know what? I don't like this song. Next, flip, next, flip. Next, I don't next. even listen. Forget the whole album. I barely even listen to the song, and that's the same thing with the apps. And I think children are getting into this mentality that we live in this flip generation. That as soon as I'm done with something or I don't like it, I flip to the next. And that's instant me, gratification. Instant gratification. And I think that that goes along in school also. Uh, a child is not appreciating his class or is running into an issue uh, within the classroom. All of a sudden, it's it's the teacher's fault. And don't don't get me wrong, there are issues. sometimes it is, yes, but still, is correct. But, but let me switch out. Got to learn. The first thing has to do is how do I problem solve it and not switch out and live in that flip generation of, of cell phones. All right, so I'm a new kid. I'm coming to camp for the first time. <gasps> oh no, I can't have my cell phone. What am I gonna do? What, what does that mean to me? What's gonna happen? What am I gonna learn? Who am I gonna talk to? How, how, I'm gonna actually have to meet new people and talk to them instead of just texting them or something like that? How does that work for a kid? I'm glad you asked that question. I think even more than the parents right now, this conversation is geared towards the children. And, and children have to understand, the campers have to understand that the way you're going to succeed is by you problem solving yourself and talking out with your parents later on and being proud of your accomplishments. And the same thing goes in school, is when you have all this technology and surroundings around you that are distractions, you can actually um, take, a, take a problem and think it out and, and, and pull it off yourself. I, you know, when I was in Israel recently, um, one of the Rosh Yeshiva was telling me how kids can't learn a Tosfos anymore, a Rashi and really think about it without being distracted. I think this is the most important message for our children, for our campers. It's not to be mean. I thought what you were going to say, they can't learn Tosos without pulling up the English Tosos translation on, <laughs> online, which, which is, it is unbelievable. Is that you right? Think, I didn't even know that. The things you can find online from, from a learning perspective, the volume of information and Mepharshim and, and Shiurim is, is astounding. But at the same time, it would be nice if you knew how to learn it yourself. Oh, for sure. That's interesting. So our, mes our message to our campers and to our children out there is that uh, cell phones are great, technology is great, and use them in the right way. But you also have to dedicate time and, and time in your lives and certainly time in the summer to put those distractions on the side and socialize because that's what's, that's what's going to help you in the future. And we all need those tools. So we look forward to seeing everyone uh, this coming summer uh, without the technology and, and giving them back. Um, on trip days, but uh, we're going to sit around that bonfire together, we're going to play those basketball games together, and we're going to talk about them and have a great time like we've always done, and uh, that's really going to prepare us for the future. So you're saying it's a bad thing that every time you, know, you give up a goal in hockey or something, you don't call your mom crying, is what you're saying. That's right. You know, that's it, right. As, as, as a kid who wants, you know, who's going to miss their parents, do, that, do you find that it's worse for them to talk to their parent, be in touch with their parent? As opposed to just, you know, hey, you know, I know you miss your parents. I know you're a little homesick, but they're going to be here in two, three weeks of visiting day or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, talking to them, do you find it's worse when kids are actually in touch with their parents if they are, in fact, homesick? 
Yeah, because like think about ourselves as parents. Our initial reaction is to protect our children, and we don't we don't know what the situation is or how to guide them because we're not there and we're not in that you know we're, we're not. Yeah, at your that first moment. thought is get in the car, drive the three hours, go. Something's whatever. wrong. Something's wrong. wrong. As opposed to the kids just a little lonely, and it's part of growing up. Correct. You gave up a goal, so let we have professionals on the court. We have hockey professionals. We have basketball professionals. Let them teach them and and learn from that moment, so that the next time they'll be prepared if they gave up that goal. That's the greatest lesson in life. That that is a great lesson. But as as a parent and as a kid, maybe experiencing camp for the first time, you're saying in your vast experience, the ability to communicate is not a good thing. It's it's a bad thing. Is that is that correct? That's correct. It, it makes the the children only more homesick. Those who are certainly young, who are first coming to camp for the for the first time, and, and sometimes we don't even realize what we're saying. Like I've had parents who've said to their children. Of Shabbos, you know, are you going to think about me at the at the Shabbos table? Are you going to miss Abba singing Shalom Aleichem? And imagine That's how that the feels. worst thing to say to correct. Him. And we don't always realize because we're not realize, trained. Right? And it could be even not even as bad, but it could be more subtle and and say, I'm sending you the package, and you will remember uh, where we. I'm sending you my challah. Correct. You the but all these things have a, have a real impact, and we don't realize what the communication does and that growth. And it's hard for it's hard for all of us for parents because we want to know how are my kids doing for seven weeks or for four weeks, but that's that's why you're sending to a camp that you've trust and you've done the research on. And again, for any parent that is nervous, speak to a division head, speak to a head counselor, speak to a principal during the year. But but the children, the child has to has to grow. I think part of the problem is that in today's day and age, with the amount of information that is available to people about every subject, be it medicine be it be it music be it sports everyone's all of a sudden an expert because oh i googled it and you know, i have a friend who's a doctor who tells me the minute a patient starts saying well do you think i have da, 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 da. he's like oh gosh here we go again you know yeah yeah i went to medical school for 20 years and this that the other but you spent five minutes on webmd last night and you're an expert now so you're saying look we've been doing this camping thing for a long time we know how kids react we know how parents react we know what our problems. Trust us. Cell phones are not a good idea for a kid in the camp. Is that that's what you're saying? That's a hundred percent. And by the way, I just want to add, not not that we're against it. We're going to be, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks. We have a new technology program coming to camp, Ooh. which is really exciting. So we're not opposed to it, and this is going to be a really out of the box, a high end business program that that we're going to. Introduce. So basically, you figured out how to do the uh, 3D uh, projection of the kid back to their house, right? <laughs> like like that guy from India who was that the, right. the prime minister of India who was giving speeches all over the country at the same time by uh, like projecting himself. Something? No, you didn't, no, you didn't figure that out. No, no, we didn't you, figure that. Out. This is going to be real business problem solving and chesed leadership and all through technology. So, but but that's communication within camp, and, and again that's socializing with one another in, in putting together a program. The communication back home and to your peers via texting and the distractions out there is better just to be dropped. For so basically, you're saying there's going to be a lot new fun stuff in Camp Missouri to keep the kids busy that they shouldn't be worrying about uh, playing words with friends with their friends back home. Exactly, exactly. Do you ever play words with friends? I never. I, I don't know. I only read about it. Me too. Not not for me. What about the good old days? Can we, can we get some, like, you know, uh, asteroid? That, like, I think that's what the camp should get, like those old video games that show the kids what it was really like back in the day. Remember when we went to Woodburn to the Lucky Dip and you played uh, video games for like <coughs> eight hours? Remember the kid? I, I think, which camp was it? You used to drop the kids off and give them, like, $10 and quarters. That was like a trip. 
you go to Woodburn and uh, <coughs> and uh, what was it? Uh, Liberty, the bowling alley in Liberty, and you'd go you go play video games for the day. And we, we played like uh, Spy Hunter and uh, Joust. And oh, the best. Those were the games. They're the best. Games. Listen, the best. anyone out there in radio, if anyone hears us that can actually find us those games, well, you can. You, you, have, get... you have to go in uh, in Disney World in Orlando. Uh, the indoor Disney park has all those old games. Is that right? Yeah, I went there with my kids. I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys later. They 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 got Joust and Donkey Kong Jr. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Go. You guys can go uh, do your virtual reality, whatever. I'm gonna be playing the game from 1983. Yeah. You gotta get some of those games. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Pac Come on. You can find that. You, you can find that. I think you can find. Yeah. That. Yeah. You you know your your cell phone now. Has like uh, more more technology in it than the uh, space shuttle spaceship that went to the moon for the yeah. first time. But no, uh, wow! So this has been a very informative and exciting uh, Masora cast. Uh, we hope you are enjoying. Oh, speaking of which, uh, our contest that we're starting. So we're we're starting a new a new uh, feature, which Ari's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" But here it is. It's the Ask the Camp Director feature. So if you are a uh, camper or a parent, um, and you have a question for Ari Katz that you would like to hear his answer live on the air. Um, uh, please write it in, and uh, we're going to be picking a winner of, uh, of a uh, raffle contest live on our next show. Or, I don't know how that works live if you listen to it. If you listen to it after we did it, but not before somebody else, is, uh, whatever. Time travel can we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, we're going to be uh, giving away some really cool Camp Masora swag. The new stuff. The new new Camp Masora swag that's coming out for... Uh, When's that coming out? For uh, the winter reunion or something? Or We may have some stuff ready for the winter, but for the summer, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. We've been in touch with uh, Director of Camp Apparel, Rabbi uh, Aaron Asaroff, oh, and, and really cool stuff. I heard he's now got the uh, Camp Missoura, um head-to-toe lettering, not just down the shirt. <laughs> I heard he's working on something very special for this coming uh, coming summer, including the... Uh, the grand campaign to bring the Zimriat Trophy back to Boys Campus. That's right. Um, and he's he hoping. Have, he's hoping. He's hoping. He won't have to just, uh, you know, hijack it the next day and take pictures with it everywhere. I think Tsipora may uh, disagree, but... Uh, he, is, he, is, he is working on it. I, I, I heard he was trying to get it up in the air with a drone last year <laughs> for a picture, but it didn't work out. All right, we... Uh, and, and listen, by the way, just so that they could email their questions, I guess, maybe to Adiva in the office... Uh, oh yeah, where where should they email? I said you should email your questions. Let's where let's email to a diva in the office at office at chemisora.com. Again, that's office at chemisora.com. We will read those questions, and uh, next week we may even have some uh, surprise guests. Some campers. surprise surprise guest campers slash staff members will be joining us on the Masora cast, uh, who may not uh, may not be too far away from our recording studio. Uh, we heard they're very excited to get on the air and share their thoughts. Uh, about camp, and uh, we look forward to having them next week. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this edition, uh, number two of the Missouri Cast. I'm Dove Katz, he's Ari Katz, and we'll uh, see you next time. See you, everyone.